Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. I'm Chris Avina with American Outdoor News. Welcome to another episode of our podcast. And today we have Chris James, the VP of Sales for Faradine Outdoors. Chris, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, Chris. I appreciate the opportunity. Now, Faradine has so many products. You're such a diverse uh, company. But specifically, we, today we're going to speak about the uh, Axe Crossbow, which... Mm -hmm really is a game changer yeah it's a it's a really unique uh technology and uh, a lot of things kind of rolled up into one package there uh, we really tried to do something different in the crossbow game when we came out with it and uh, i think the axis uh it really is you know the, the slowness performance optimized and that's really what we were trying to do is just optimize everything you get out of that crossbow now you have a proprietary um cam system on the yep. axe. Uh, yes, sir. What makes it different? Um, you know, the, the way that the the way that the cable hangers and uh, and the way that the cams work uh, keep it from having cam lean. And so it's a lot more efficient cam. Mm -hmm. So the the amount of efficiency, uh, we have a machine called the Instrom machine that tests the the efficiency of the cam. And so it's it's one of the highest efficiency cams that's made. And the fact that you don't get any cam lean because of the way those cable hangers work, um, make sure that it, it's that that string is going perfectly parallel to that rail every single time. Okay, so you're getting every ounce of energy uh, when you pull that trigger. Exactly, everything's there, and and then it's also it's a railless design, so there's there's no rail that it's riding on. It's just like you know in a vertical bow that it still has the Archer's paradox where the the bolt is actually flexing as it's going along. 
which uh-huh. helps the which helps the accuracy quite a bit as well. Now this is a reverse limb system, kind of like uh, how what Horton came out with years ago. Yep. Now, what yep, are the advantage? Is. What are the advantages of a, a reverse limb system? Well, you a couple things. One, it, it can be a shorter bow to get the same amount of draw um, draw stroke, if you will. So the the power stroke of it, how far it goes forward before that string stops. Uh, with a traditional bow, you're going to have you know four to six inches between where the string stops and the front of the crossbow is actually at. Yep. With the with the axe, you have maybe three or four inches, you know, because you ha- you can have the stirrup put out there to maybe eight or ten inches, but the actual bow itself, where the where the the rail stops and your your grips at, is right under where the string stops. So you can get a much more compact bow mm-hmm. um, that has a has a better center of gravity than you do with a traditional bow. With a traditional crossbow, you have all of the weight out on the front of it. So all your your riser and your cams and everything's on the front of the bow. And that's basically a lever. So it's making it feel even heavier by having it all out there on the front. Uh-huh. And the, lo- the longer that it is, the, the more it amplifies that. So by having a shorter, more compact bow and by having the riser sit over top of your hand as you're shooting, Everything is basically over the top of your strong dominant arm and it's tucked up against your body as opposed to being way out in front of you. So you can all you can actually shoot that bow. Um, I could probably shoot it as well one hand as a lot of people can shoot a traditional crossbow uh, two handed because you can just hold it so steady up against your body uh-huh. um, that it's 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 just a really balanced, uh, good feeling crossbow. And, you know, don't let the mass weight fool you. You know, it's uh, I think it's a little over nine pounds in comparison to, you know, some of the bows out there that are uh, seven pounds or, or six pounds. Uh-huh. That 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 sounds like it's a, a lot, a lot more weight. But when you're actually holding it, you can hold the axe a lot longer and a lot steadier on target uh-huh. than you can one of those other bows because of the way it's designed. So it's like when you pick up a, a perfectly balanced rifle, like a blazer is uh, it's a little bit of a heavy gun. But when you pick, when you shoulder it, the weight just falls away. You don't just even falls feel. away. Yep, exactly. Okay. The same same thing is is going on with this crossbow. And so you know, it's one of those things you can't always just look at the 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 paper specs. You have to actually go out and shoot one uh-huh. and try it. You know. And then the other thing is, it's a lot quieter. You know, the that design allows us to uh, have a have a lot more substantial. Um, riser and, and the, the frame of the, the crossbow and the stock, um, with that reverse limb, you're not, you're, you don't have all that vibration out on the end of that, that riser, kind of like a tuning fork. Yes. You actually have it all, you have, you have it a lot more compact. And so, uh, you can, you can reduce the vibration a lot more by doing that as well. It's such a, a compact bow. Uh, you can even maneuver in and out of the woods pretty quickly with it, uh, without getting hung up. Um, I use a, um, a camless uh, mm-hmm. bow right now that's yep. uh, pretty compact. This looks smaller. Yep. It is, it is really small. You know, when it's, when it's uncocked, and, you know, one of the things is about this bow is you, you can walk into the woods with it uncocked and out of the woods with it uncocked, and you never have to make any noise doing it. So, um you're always going to have that same profile and you don't have to worry about trying to be stealthy and, and walking around with a crossbow that's, that's cocked on your back. That's got a lot of energy stored. Uh-huh. Um, 
but yeah, it, it really is. It is pretty small in the in the overall scheme of things. You know, it, if you compare it to, you know, a lot of your other crossbows, it's going to be, it's going to be. Uh, I think it's like, was it thirteen or fourteen inches wide? I can't remember the exact spec off the top of my head. Um, um, in the, the uncocked, the four hundred five cocked is um, ten inches, ten inches cocked, fourteen uncocked. Yep. And the 440 is 11 and a half cocked and 16, uh, a little over 16 uncocked, which is still uh, a relatively small crossbow. Yes. Yeah, it, it really is. And, you know, the, uh, you know, the, the overall length of it, too, is, you know, they're fairly compact. So those are. Those are some other things too, not just the width of it, but the length of it. And you do have that the foot stirrup so that you can actually lengthen it out a little bit more too. So when you're maneuvering it around in a blind, having mm -hmm. a shorter having a shorter profile is a big deal. Um, especially like you know, I take my kids out with it, and when you've got two people inside of a blind, you've already got a lot going on. And yeah. so having a, having a lot lot smaller profile to turn it makes a big makes a big difference as well. Well, one of the things that I noticed is that it's really loaded with features. And um, I, I think something that everybody likes, it, it has the, uh, the um, cocking mechanism where you can crank it up. Uh, a lot yep. of crossbows, uh, you got to pull and, uh, you know, cock it the, in that manner. But if you have shoulder issues or you're an older person, uh, the more weight you get up to, like in the uh, 405 is 210 pounds. Right. That's a lot of weight to pull back. Uh, yep. But with this cocking mechanism, you just roll it back. And if you stop, it's not going to keep, it's not going right. to unravel. It stops. Yep, exactly. It uh, yep. That's a great feature uh, because you could uncock it in the same manner. Yes, that it really isn't. Uh... It's a very safe mechanism because there's some competitors out there. There's a lot of people that have broken broken thumbs or broken knuckles because in using a glove or, um, you know, they've got something on their hands and they're cranking it and it slips out of their hand and that it just free spools backwards on them. Um, you know, you're going to damage your bow, you're going to damage your hand. And that's a lot of energy to be built up into a small, um, into a small crank coming backwards on it. So that having the axe having those clutches in there that keep them keep it from from uh, free free will in one way or the other uh, really is a huge thing for it. And you know the safety factor, you know you crank it back, you uncock it when you're done. It's it is super nice and it's so quiet. Uh, I I was I was actually fortunate enough to be the first person to kill anything with the axe. I was down in Texas. We were we were showing it. And, uh, you know, we had, a, we had a doe come out, you know, early on in the morning and we wanted to, we wanted to, to test it out. So um, I shot that doe and she was, you know, she was about 20, 25 yards, maybe down, uh, down this little, uh, this little road. And in the blind, you know, she runs off and, and there was a coal buck that was, uh, that had been around and we thought he was going to come in and he had, he had left. So we decided to just go ahead and shoot this doe. Well, this this coal buck actually comes running back out to where the doe was at. So I was actually able while the uh, while the axe was in the uh, I think it was one of the Caldwell top um, uh, shooting 
benches, if you will, that, that holds oh. it up. I was actually able to uh, slide the slide the uh, rail, the slide down, flip it on the string, cock it back all while it was still in that, completely quiet. And, and none of the deer, we probably had 35 deer within 40 yards of us, and not a single deer knew what we were doing. They never looked at the blind. They were still just trying to figure out what was going on. It was almost like nothing had ever happened. It was super quiet. And, you know, we were ready to go. We were loaded up again and would have been able to take another deer at any point in time. I think one of the um, uh, features that I like about the cocking mechanism is that it's a, a flat nylon. Um, I don't even want to call it a string. It's like a, a long cloth. So yeah, it's a, it's a ballistic. It's a, like a ballistic strap. So it's a, exactly. it's a material, yeah, it's a, it's a material that has no stretch in it. And then it's designed um, very much like what you would see in a safety harness. If you were looking at, if you're looking at something on a safety harness, that same type of material that's, that's woven together and sewn um, so that it gives it a really high breaking strength. You know, we've, we tried to make it where the safety factors on this bow were, were well over double or triple what they were required to be. Um, so that, that there's no chance of having any, any issues going on with something like that, that breaking. Yeah. It's not going to break. It's not going to tangle. Uh, and it rolls and unrolls the same way every time. Very consistent. Yep, exactly. Now, some of the other features are um, you have an adjustable foot stirrup. You got an adjustable cheek pad. You got an adjustable uh, butt pad. You can basically make it to fit each person that buys this bow. Yeah, absolutely. It's completely customizable. Um, you know, you you can. You know, I'm a taller. I'm taller. I'm close to six two. So for me, it's it being short. It's kind of a uh, a tough thing because you have to bend over so far when you're. So I always put the foot stirrup out all the way whenever I'm. If I'm bending over to crank it, I'll have it all the way out. Uh, and then if I am, if I'm in a stand, I'll, I'll just flip it up and slide it in. Once I'm up, once I've actually got it cranked, I'll just, I'll keep it, you know, in compact. So that's a nice, that's a nice thing. And then, you know, for, uh, like I said, for, for people that aren't quite as tall, you know, it's, it, it goes down. I think it's adjust, it's about, I don't know, six or eight inches. I think that it adjusts out maybe. Um, and then another nice thing with that is you, if you're in a blind and you don't have something to hang it on you can actually just extend that down and it'll keep it, keep everything out of the dirt, keeps your broadhead out of the dirt. Um, there's, you know, the, the end of the, the end of the bow is not sitting on the ground. So it's really nice to keep it up uh, to be able to adjust that height to where you want it. You know, another neat feature is that, you know, you have uh, a pick rail on the front of it. And uh, I actually, I actually use uh, a set, set of sticks here that has a, uh, Takra, uh, you know, a big tinny mount built right into it. Okay. So you you can actually just slide that on in, in the blind at any point, and then it'll just sit, it'll stay on the bow at all times. So we actually used this last year. We went uh, spot and stalk antelope hunting in Oklahoma with it, and we used one of the uh, the decoys. Uh, the I think it's ultimate predator decoy that you can you can actually put your behind, you know put your bow shooting through it. Uh -huh. And with these sticks, you just walk with the sticks hanging down, um, and the the decoy strapped to the front of it. So you walk behind the decoy as you're as you're spotting and stalking them, and it worked really well. 
And so, you know, if you wanted to, if you wanted to stop, you just set it down and you never had to worry about like setting the sticks up there. You just walked and the sticks were attached to it. So, you know, spotting and stalking, that's a pretty nice thing. And also in the blind, you never had to worry about, well, where's my sticks at? You just put the sticks up there and they just, it can sit on your lap or it can, you can actually angle them to where they sit in the floor. Um, or you could even, you could even still leave the sticks on it and sit it up on the end like that. So that was kind of a unique feature and you, a unique thing. And, um, it, you know, we had a lot of success doing that. So just little things like that, you know, being able to permanently attach a set of sticks to it. Well, from what I've seen, once you zero it in at 20 yards, uh, you're good for the duration and it shoots yep. uh, as far as a hundred yards. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty dotted out to a hundred and, you know, 405 is the minimum speed you're going to get out of it. You know, they're, you know, most of our bows are going out somewhere around 408, 409, you know, on a, on a pretty consistent basis, you know, that just depending upon if the pound, if the limbs, you know, a pound heavier, half pound heavier, something like that, then, then, uh, then what we're shooting for. But overall, I mean, they're all going out faster. So you're never going to have an uh, instance where it's, it's going to be much of a gap there. And I shot it all the way out. When we were out there, we were practicing out to 100 yards, you know, and we were keeping, you know, groups like this at, at 100 yards, you know, and that's, that's on a consistent basis, you know, and that wasn't ideal conditions. That was just us out in the yard shooting it. And if you are in Oklahoma in October, it's, it's, not, it's not calm at any one point. So... Yeah, but you're, uh, you know, being able to shoot consistently at a, uh, and, and getting tight groups at 100 yards, one thing, but the penetration that it gets uh, is, is ridiculous. Yeah, it really is. The, the micro diameter bolts design, uh, being able to, to have that small diameter bolt, uh, along with all the energy that, you're, that you've got going uh, with this particular, this particular design, you know, it's, pretty much unstoppable the the targets that we had that are out there you know we make targets and that's one of our main businesses and we speed rate targets based on standard diameter bolts and you know most of our crossbow targets will stop well in excess of 400 feet per second with standard diameter bolt um this particular bolt at 405 feet a second typically will penetrate all the way up into the fletching so um you know on a on a reg on a standard crossbow target where most bows that are shooting 400 and 40 feet or 430 or 440 feet per second, you know, still have eight to 10 inches of, of uh, bolt sticking out uh, in the same target. And this one's going all the way up into the veins and the veins are stopping inside the target. So we actually have just a couple targets that you can use with this particular bow, the, the category five target, which is our newest one. Um, and it's designed specifically for the ax. Um, our previous target that you could use that we, we were making was the, it was called the storm target. And, uh, and so we were able to use the storm target material um, and upgrade it into the category five for uh, for better use because it had so much energy. You know, the the storm wouldn't it wasn't uh, the smaller ones. It would just knock it over if you hit it on the top of it. So the category five's more. It's got a base and it's more uh, more balanced and able to more stable whenever you're shooting it. Um, but then our crossbow shooter buck is a uh, is our only 3D target that we have right now that stops the axe. And uh, I would recommend putting a little bit of uh, arrow lube on the front of the outsert if you're going to shoot uh, fill points into that. But if you're shooting broadheads into it, it'll do just fine. But wow. um, it it is uh, it's a really dense foam, and it's solid foam, so it's it's not super easy arrow removal. But it does give you an op- an option to shoot uh, broadheads out of the crossbow and practice on an animal. So that's that's the best option right. there. 
and you're you're really getting every ounce of kinetic energy out of this with uh you know the the uh, bolts that you have specifically made for this now another thing about that is when you're loading the bolt into the crossbow this fleshing fletching slots mm -hmm. that it fits into what is yep. the reasoning behind that so the reason behind that is you want to make sure that this knock is actually clipped onto the string the same every single time and people have a hard time um, knowing which way to put remember which way to put things so if you have that if you have the arrow funnel it has to be with one of the veins down and it's the white vein or the odd vein down every single time so when you go to put it in whether it's the 440 the 405 you put the odd vein down and you push it in and you have to push it in until it clicks on the string well, if you put it in sideways it'll kind of like wedge in there if you uh, put it in where the, it's not going to clip on it'll just kind of wedge in there but it won't be lined up with one of those arrow funnels so if you if you turn it the right way and you push it it should click you should hear you should actually hear an audible as it yeah. as that knocks popping on there and that ensures that your your veins are the same every single time and that the way they're coming out it's going to line it up with the rest on the front of it so it's a spring-loaded roller rest and so it's actually as it starts to launch it's actually going to push that rest out of the way and it shouldn't it shouldn't contact it once it does the initial launch on it okay well we're going to take a quick break here uh to acknowledge some of my sponsors underwood ammo always the uh, standard of excellence uh phone scope pyro putty they're uh, always coming out with innovative products definitely uh something to keep in your pack at all times and uh hunt of a lifetime we're gonna hear from them right now and we'll be right back we love our children we protect them we guide them we prepare them for life in the world with all that we do from deep in our hearts we cannot control all things Life-threatening illnesses and disabilities affect far too many of our children each year. While we cannot change the circumstance, we can make dreams come true. Dreams to provide hope, to provide spiritual healing and strength, to provide moments of happiness and relief in the hardest of times. We can give a glimmer of light and hope in a time of darkness and despair. Join HuntOfALifetime.org to help make dreams come true, to provide hope for children with life-threatening illnesses and disabilities. Hunt of a Lifetime is a nonprofit organization fulfilling dreams for hunting and fishing trips to youth 21 and under with life-threatening illnesses and disabilities. Visit HuntOfALifetime.org to learn how you can make a difference. Okay, and we're back. And uh, talking about the axe crossbow from Faradine Outdoors. And Chris, I mean, you put an awful lot of R&D into this uh, crossbow. Uh, it's, it's remarkable as far as uh, the distance it shoots, the accuracy, uh, the uh, penetration. Uh, how long did it take to come out with a, a crossbow like this? This is really something else. It was about three and a half years of uh, of R and D that we were that we were actively working on it. it it's came a long way from its initial inception. Uh, you know, there there's a lot of there's a lot of patents and IP that you have to work around, and we had to change course about three different times because what we were working on 
um, a, fa- a patent would get filed in the middle of while we were while we were trying to prove out the, the theory on whether that was how we wanted to go. So we'd have to kind of scrap that idea, come up with a different way to do things. So it, it took a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of revisions. And, you know, that's that's one thing I'll say is that, you know, we we looked at all the options. We tried to figure out the best and most uh, efficient way to to build this crossbow and to make it do everything that, that a crossbow should do and do it accurately and quietly. Well, the technology in, in the crossbow industry has changed so dramatically and so quickly. It's mm-hmm. really hard to keep up. And, you know, the fact that you had to change courses two or three times uh, just goes to show the competition is really steep. Yes, sir. Yeah, it, it really is. And, you know, there's there's a lot of crossbows out there. And, you know, there's a lot of good crossbows out there. There, It just really depends on the features that you are looking for in a crossbow and what you're comfortable utilizing and shooting. And, you know, we feel like we make the, the most foolproof and the safest crossbow that you could possibly make. That was one of our goals. Well, I think you definitely accomplished that. It's loaded with features. Um, you, it's adjustable where you can make changes specifically for each person. Um, and just the, you know, just the uh, maneuverability, the kinetic energy, you're pulling every ounce out of it. Uh, it's something I would definitely consider using uh, on, on my next hunt. Um, what is the difference between the uh, Axe 405 and the Axe 440? Um, so the Axe 440 has a little bit longer bolt. So uh, I think the I think the 405 is a 17 and a half or right at 18 inch bolt um, all total. And the, uh, it, the 440 is basically two inches bigger just about everywhere. It's, two in, it's about a two inch longer bolt. It's roughly two inches wider. It's roughly two inches longer. And so that's really the, the difference. It's got a little bit more of a power stroke. So it's the same cam, uh, the same system. It's just pushing it a little bit further. Uh-huh. Um, so anytime you're, anytime you're pushing it further, you're going to get a little more speed out of it. Now, it does have a, it does have a heavier bolt as well. So you are getting... Uh, more speed plus more kinetic energy out of it uh, by having that. Uh, I think it's a 19 and a half inch bolt or right there somewhere pretty close. By the time you put a you know time you put a broadhead on it, you've got a you've got a 20 inch projectile that you're that you're taking down range, and uh-huh. so you you've got a lot of you've got a lot of kinetic energy. Uh, we actually just had a guy uh, he was able to to take harvest a giraffe with one in Africa. Wow. Um, so we we've had some we've had quite a bit of uh, uh, luck with the 440. Um, so it's been a it's been a unique addition to the line. We're just starting production on those this week. Actually, I think the first ones are starting to ship out or just started shipping out this week. Mm-hmm. So it's uh you know there's been some little delays with the world we're in today. Things that would have taken you know a week two years ago are taking a month now. Yeah. And so you know we were trying to get that one shipping you know prior to June, but you know we're we're about forty five days behind where we were actually kind of slated to be. So. Well, one of the things I found interesting about the 440 is it's pulling um, it's pulling 204 pounds. Yep. Where the 405 is pulling uh, 210. Yep. So, so that, you, that goes with the length of the limb, yeah. So 
by moving it back, we actually were able to, to lengthen the limb out a little bit more and we're able to get the same kind of performance out of it with that, with that, if that goes back to the efficiency that we were talking about on that cam, uh-huh. um, by, by being able to roll around more, it takes less weight to be able to get it to go even faster just by, by moving that power stroke out. A lot of science, a lot of uh, R&D into that. Yes, sir. Well, um, I, I think they are definitely game changers. They're, they're uh, keeping the competition on their toes. And, uh, you know, what's next for you guys? Um, we've got a couple different things that we're looking into right now. Um, you know, we, we're always looking out for different ways to do it. We've, we've got some testing going on right now for, for a new model for 2022. Um, you know, and, and we're going to, we're going to be trying to push the speed limits on it and see where we can go. Um, you know, we'd obviously like to make a, a couple, couple modifications to, you know, maybe launch a new platform in the next couple of years. We'll see how things go. It's a, like I said, it took three, a little over three and a half years to get to get where we're at right now. And so when you start looking at, at keeping things moving forward, you have to have a, you know, a three to five year outlook on stuff. So yeah, right now we're just kind of, we're trying to get things going with the 440, get that on its feet good and uh, work on, on, on top of that work on getting some alternatives for uh, 2022 up there and running for, for, uh, for the customers out there that are really liking it so far. Well, it's uh, just the industry uh, hunting-wise has um, really gained a lot of interest hunting with the crossbow. I personally love it. Uh, mm-hmm. It's probably one of my favorite weapons to hunt with. Um, you know, it's quiet. Uh, you know, it's not the uh, bows or crossbows of yesteryear where you were limited as far as um, uh, distance and penetration. Uh now you really get what you pay for. You know, your price point is uh, $1,600 to $2,000 between the two bows, uh, loaded with features. Um, your uh, range and penetration or what you can get or how far you're uh, going to be shooting uh, is really up to you. Uh, I, I, think, uh, I think you're really getting what you pay for here. I totally agree. And, and like I said before, it's, uh, it's all about personal preference and, you know, the hunting market right now is, is exploding and, you know, you get a lot of people that are getting back into it that have, that used to be a bow hunter or they, maybe they were a gun hunter and they want to try something a little different or a lot of, a lot of the, the younger generation has just never been exposed to it. And it's a, they're intimidated by the firearm side of things. And they really like the fact, you know, crossbows are, are somewhat um, Hollywood, if you will. There's a few shows out there that have some crossbows in them or have had crossbows in them. They see them as kind of a really cool thing to just to shoot and to have fun with. Mm-hmm. And it really it really is kind of an entry level into getting getting more people into archery. So, you know, if they start off, you know, using a crossbow, most people eventually want to move up into that. And then you kind of have the reverse of that for people that are getting older, kind of going back down into a crossbow. So, you know, I'm just looking at it. it, it gets more people out in the woods and, and gets more people worried about conservation. And that's really what we're worried about. Well, you know, the fact that, you know, you have the, um, the, the cocking mechanism uh, really uh, helps what they originally allowed 
the crossbow crossbow for uh, hunting. You know, if you were elderly, mm -hmm. you couldn't pull a bow anymore. But pulling a 200-pound crossbow is just as difficult as uh, drawing your bow. You really uh, uh, have helped things along with this where it's built in, it's safer, it's easier uh, for cocking and uncocking. Uh, I think um, you guys really hit the mark here. Well, we appreciate it. All right. Well, uh, I thank you for coming on. And uh, where can uh, where can we find your bows? Um, you know, there's a lot of different uh, independent dealers out there and pro staff or uh, pro shops out there that are that are selling them. They're they're pretty much across the country. I know there are a few of the the, the bigger stores. I think Bass Pro Shops, Sports, Sports and Warehouse may have a few of them. Um, they're available on Faradine.com. Um, you can type in X crossbows and you can find them there. But yeah, there's there's quite a few of our uh, our pro shops and our our axe dealers that are out there. That uh, if you don't if you walk into one and they don't have it, ask them about it. Most of them carry our products, and it's as simple as them making a phone call, mm -hmm. and they can they can order one for you and and have it there within a matter of uh, probably a week or so. We'd be able to get it out the door to you. So yeah, make sure to ask you you know your local independent dealer. Go in and ask them. Say hey. I'm looking to buy an axe crossbow. Can you know? Do you have one here? And if not, how soon could you get one here? Okay, great, great. I appreciate your time. Thank you again for coming on, and definitely subscribe to our podcast. And we'll see you again soon. Sounds good. Thank you. All right.